0: it sounds like Todd Bowles might just be the most miserable man in Tampa and perhaps the entire state of Florida. That and more on today's episode of Locked on Bucks,
1: Your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network,
0: your team every day. What's up and welcome into this Tuesday episode of Locked on Bucks, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked on Bucks your first listener view every single day. Don't forget, you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. And of course, you can follow us on Twitter. I am James Yarko at J Yarko underscore Bucks. He is David Harrison at D Harrison 82 We are your hosts of Locked on Bucks, credentialed members of the media, covering your Buccaneers. I am the deputy editor of SBNation's BucksNation.com. David is a staff writer over at BucksGameday.com, Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation site covering the Buccaneers. And we are here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And we want to show our appreciation for your continued support of the show.
1: On today's episode of Locked on Bucks, it's almost creamsicle day. And you just found out that that was even a thing. We got some really good injury updates on Monday as well. But first, we have to discuss the most miserable man, most miserable Florida man uh, you will ever meet if you get a chance to meet head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Todd Bowles. And here's why we are calling him that. Uh, He was asked on Mondays at Monday's press conference after practice if the day's practice was cleaner than the day prior than Sunday. And Todd Bowles said, quote, It's training camp. It's going to be a give and take. It's a grind. I'm not going to say we have ups and downs or good or bad days. It's a work in progress. Obviously, as the head coach, if one side does well and the other side doesn't, you can't be pleased one way or the other. I can't come off the field and say both sides had a great day. That doesn't make sense. There's a lot of give and take. As long as the work is there and they're making each other better, I'm happy with that. End quote. James, This really boils down to a football philosophy conversation and the fun part of philosophy conversations is there really no right or wrong answers unless you take existentialism at Arizona State University, in which case every answer I give is wrong. Um, But anyway, can an NFL head coach be happy with a practice when it's his team facing his team or. Is Coach Bowles doomed, essentially, to think that every practice in the the future is a failure and a success, knowing that we as human beings never, ever have an even split of negativity and positivity when those motions mix. Negativity always wins when both are are coexisting.
0: Yeah, it's, it's an interesting take, but the more I've thought about this, the more I think Todd Bowles is right. You can't come off and say, both sides of the football had a great day. You can say both sides of the football had great moments, showed great things. But if one side of the football is having a great practice, that means that they're probably making the other side look like complete and total garbage. So he is right in that aspect. So every practice really is going to be a failure and a success. And it just means... Okay, where were the successes and how can we build off those? Where were the failures and what wow. can we learn from those so that they don't happen again? And, and for example, I know Baker Mayfield on Monday did not have a great day. He threw two interceptions. One was a tremendous play by the defense, so you don't really want to put that on Baker. It was a, a tipped pass on a great play by a, I don't know which defensive lineman tipped it, but then Yaya Diaby makes a diving catch to intercept the ball. The And that's that's great for the defense. It's not exactly a failure for Baker Mayfield. It was just a great defensive play. On the flip side, Baker put the ball in danger and turned the ball over again. That's a failure by the offense and by Baker Mayfield, not so much a great play by the defense. It was just Opportunistic for Antoine Winfield Jr. to get that red zone interception. So both things really truly can be true where every practice is going to be a failure and a success. It's a matter of the coach's philosophy. And, and I don't know Todd Bowles' philosophy. I, as far as I know, don't know your or don't know that you know Todd Bowles' philosophy, but it's what can we do to build off of and learn from the failures and the successes of that day. So I know when we started this
1: conversation, I told you that there's no wrong answer because it's about philosophy and everybody's own philosophy is their oh, own philosophy. You're about to but tell I actually lie to you. There is only one right answer. <laughs> Here is the right answer. Todd Bowles can absolutely come off that practice field and say that his team had a good practice on both sides of the ball because in certain contexts, not every day necessarily. Like some, like look, if the defense goes out there and just whoops up on the offense, okay, don't come out and say that both 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 sides had a good practice. But to a certain extent, there is a threshold here. And I don't know how to quantify that threshold, but there's a threshold here where there are not winners and losers of practice, there are winners and lessons at practice. And I hate to do this, but Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts actually just recently talked about this very thing and that his attitude. Coming out of the Super Bowl, lost to the Kansas City Chiefs, which we're all happy the Eagles lost. We're not happy that David is bringing up the Eagles as a teaching point on a lockdown Bucks podcast. But Jalen Hurts basically said he didn't lose the Super Bowl. He learned from the Super Bowl. And that's crap because in that context, no, bro, you lost the Super Bowl. But his point remains within the scope of practice because practice is not the Super Bowl. Um, so the Super Bowl exceeds that threshold, bro. You lost, okay? But within practice, there is that threshold where you can come away and say both sides had a good practice. And here's here's how I would how I would contextualize this. Let's say Baker Mayfield goes out there and throws a pass through a slot to a certain route through this window. That window happens to have Logan Hall's mitt in the way. I don't know if it was Logan Hall either. I just know it was defense lineman. So I'm gonna go with Logan Hall and it hits Logan Hall's, Hall's paw, I'll say that three times fast, um, goes up in the air, Yaya Diaby gets an interception. Okay. That's either going to be a loss or a lesson. It's a lesson if five snaps later, six snaps later, might even be the next day. We run the same concept. We run the same route, maybe even the same exact play, and Baker Mayfield adjusts either the slot that he throws through or the quickness at which he gets to it, because it could be that Baker Mayfield basically uh, projected the throw too early, and the D-line got to jump on it. Whatever the reason is, whatever it led to the interception, if Baker corrects that, and we're only saying Baker because Baker's went through the interception here, okay? If Baker corrects that, I would say that was a good practice because my quarterback just learned a lesson, right? So to me, that's success on both sides of the ball. Um, now, if Baker continues doing that, okay, well, then the offense just lost. Um, so, yeah, so that's the right answer. That's how Todd Bowles needs to look at this because Todd deserves to be happy. Um, and if Todd Bowles walks off of every non joint practice saying the team sucks, <laughs> then uh, that's going to make for a really upset Todd. And uh, all 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 failure and no winning for Todd makes Todd a an angry coach. I think so. Yeah, it's an interesting thought. You know, I, mean, I read the quote and I was, and, and and I went back and listened to the press conference. I was like, that's an interesting way of looking at it because I've definitely heard other NFL coaches say like both sides had good days of practice and. I actually kind of almost want to go ask Ron Rivera the next time he says that he thought both sides had a good day. Like, what Todd Bowles says, that's not possible. That doesn't literally quote. That doesn't make sense. Like, (laughs) 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 Um, but anyway. But we know what happens with other NFL coaches. Talk about other NFL coaches. So I won't do that. Oh snap! That's a shot at Sean
0: Payton because he's a jerk face.
1: Well, listen, whether or not Topple's ever going to be happy with a non-joint practice again might be up for debate. I'm sure there's gonna be plenty of people that agree with you, James. And there might be one or two that agree with me. But what is not up to debate is that the Buccaneers got some great injury news, times three so far this training camp. Almost as many days of camp as there's been. That's coming up next on today's episode of Lockdown Bucks. Part of the Lockdown Podcast. Network your
0: team every Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with locked-on fantasy football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us in this week's eBay Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Looking to park an elite running back in your fantasy football garage after the top half dozen options at the position have been taken off the lot? Expect Lions rookie Jameer Gibbs to be a roaring engine as he takes the lead role in an overhauled backfield. The real first round pick is a steal as an RB2, possessing the talent and pedigree to deliver big immediate results in a loaded offense. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows the championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With eBay guaranteed fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternator, shocks, struts, or in my case, brakes and rotors, You name it, eBay Motors has it, and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For parts and accessories to fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. That's how I found my brakes and rotors. Get the right parts, the right fit, the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to US customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Thank you, as
1: always, for making Locked on Bucks first listener view of the day, every day and every day. Again, we appreciate you coming through on a consistent basis like you do. Be sure to come back tomorrow as well. WTSP Wednesday makes its triumphant return when Evan Klosky will be joining James to discuss what is happening around the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Both of them will be orange with excitement. The Buccaneers came into training camp with two injuries to worry about, and they gained another one this weekend. But it turns out that all three of those are trending in the right direction. Four, if you count Ryan Jensen, that's kind of a slow crawl back to 100% right now. And we can't already where that was going to be going. As it was for outside linebacker Shaquille Barrett, his own slow crawl, slow, slow crawl, slow crawl. Uh, his return has actually made Coach Bowles happy for once. Uh, that's something that I never thought was going to be uh, possible. But on seeing outside linebacker Shaquille Barrett back to almost full speed, Coach Bowles had this to say, quote, it feels great. It looks great. I don't have any expectations coming in. He said, I didn't have any expectations coming in. I didn't know when he was going to be ready, but the fact that he got cleared and the fact that he's out here running around and chasing people at full bore is a big plus for us. It's a welcome sight,
0: end quote. Yeah, but Coach Bowles was not the only one talking about Shaq's return because Shaq Barrett, Talked about his own return, so let's listen in to hear what Shaq had to say about coming back from this Achilles injury. How good does it feel? How do you feel out there coming back from your Achilles uh, after what was a, a big rehab for
1: you? I feel good. It felt like a long time coming. We took it uh at a perfect pace, get me ready for camp. Just uh, I missed it so much, and I'm just happy to be out here to start getting back into practice flow, game flow, and just to be out here working with my teammates. I, just, I missed it a lot, and I'm happy to be a uh, part of the team again. Check. was there a
0: moment where you, where you felt like physically you were back, where you felt like your old self out there? Uh,
1: I've been feeling like that for a minute. <laughs> all that running and all the change of direction stuff I've been doing with the trainers helped me get a level of confidence in myself. So it was just a matter of getting out here, going against the offensive tackle and getting like some pressure against me while I'm trying to turn a corner. And once I was able to do that and uh, feel that, like, and it maintained, I didn't feel anything. It felt normal. So I'm ready to go. It's like I'm as close to 100% as possible as
0: you can be with a couple of days in a camp. This is huge because, David, we've been talking for quite a while about the timing of Shaq's injury coming against Baltimore on that Thursday night around the midpoint of the season. And we've seen these Achilles injuries and how long they take to come back from. So we've talked about, you know, not only is it important for Joe Tryon Shoyinka for his own career to take that step forward, but he's the guy that's going to have to shoulder the load as Shaq continues to work his way back. They go out and and they bring in more speed on defense and, and they bring back Anthony Nelson and, and you have – uh, Yaya Diaby, and and you bring in Servaisie Dennis, and you bring in all these guys to try to supplement that pass rush. It, while you're also going to be utilizing Levante and Devin and Antoine, and you know even some corner blitzes from Jamel Dean and and all those things, because it was a matter of how do you replicate or or try to manifest the production that Shaq Barrett has while he's still working his way to 100%. But now it's starting to look like you don't have to do that. You have all these extra weapons now. You have all this extra speed on defense to get after the quarterback with Shaq talking about how he's felt pretty much 100% for, as he put it, a minute. You know He feels good making these cuts. He feels good making these change of directions with all the work all of the rehab that he's been doing with the training staff. This is massive for the Buccaneers' defense, and and really, you love to see him be able to bounce back this quickly for such a de- devastating injury. Yeah,
1: and again, you know, we have to remember that football is the ultimate team sport. Like you know, you look at all the major sports around uh the 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 country specifically in the world even and i will admit i'm not a soccer expert so maybe i'm wrong about soccer and somebody can correct me but when you look at you know even even hockey to a certain extent like one or two really great players and your team can do a lot of damage baseball Mm -hmm. uh is somewhat similar basketball is is the ultimate individual team sport um but football it it really truly is a, a full team sport like everything impacts everything else and I always, you know, in these, in these conversations, I always go back to Ray Lewis, you know, and uh, in his time uh, in Baltimore, he had a, he had a down season and a lot of people were talking about, well, this is where Ray Lewis goes south. And, you know, this is where his age starts to catch up with him and all these other things. He basically went to the team and said, I need someone up front to eat blocks or else I'm not going to be able to do what I need to do. They go get Haloti Nada and boom, Ray Lewis is right back on his Hall of Fame track. Like the, the trickle down economics of these types of things are massive. And when you look at Shaquille Barrett and, his departure. And, you know, great. Look, Joe, Joe trying wasn't exactly setting the world on fire with Shaq on the field. Granted, neither was Logan Hall. But as soon as Shaq Barrett left the game and as soon as, Shaq, as soon as Shaq Barrett left the season uh or for the season, those their jobs got much, much harder. You know what I mean? And it's it's difficult as it is being a first year or a second year pass rusher in the National Football League because you know, nobody is surprised by young pass rushers anymore. To, to, to be quite honest, with you. I don't. I don't know. I can't pinpoint the point in the in the NFL where offensive coordinators all just kind of came to a realization, like, "Hey, pass protection is pretty important these days." You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But as the quarterbacks got more prolific, as receivers got more prolific, as the rules favored them, you know, even more, uh, it's it's become pretty clear to defensive coordinators the best way to avoid a penalty is to hit the quarterback while he has the ball in his hand. If he's got the ball in his hand, as long as you don't hit him above the neck, you're good. You know what I mean? so do that and below the knees i guess and maybe in the midsection i don't know it's it's hard to tell where you can and can't hit a quarterback these days um and that's basically the bottom line you You know what i mean the faster you get to the quarterback the less likely you are to get a flag like that's pretty much how this works in the nfl and at a certain extent or a certain point the offensive side of things probably hadn't caught up to that but now they've caught up to that which is why pass protecting linemen like Running games are, are 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 you know redheaded stepchildren. We can talk about that on a whole other episode later on down the line. But yeah, the trickle down economics of losing Shaq Barrett last year massive. The trickle up economics, I don't know. I think it's still trickle down economics of getting Shaq back uh, is is even more massive, I would say, and gives Joe Tryon, Joe Tryon and Logan Hall uh, the ability to hopefully take another step forward, uh, whether it's a small step or a
0: massive step. And I'm gonna now learn how to talk while James finishes us well i mean i've i've tripped over words as well so we'll see if i can get through the rest of this but david we did have two more pieces of good injury news we can get through those really quick starting with wide receiver russell gage who returned to practice and todd bowls said quote he's getting back to normal we're working him in gradually it's good to see him out there and quote david our everydayers are bound to remember how excited i was when the bucks signed russell gage in the offseason last year and the the production and the the possibility that he brought to the offense never really came to fruition because he battled with those injuries all season long when he was on the field he made impact plays he took hard hard hits and would bounce up and and continue doing it we just didn't really see the full extent of what Russell Gage can bring to this offense i know you know or i know that you have talked about what Russell Gage can bring to this offense and and being that really legitimate threat as the wide receiver three when in all reality, he's more of a wide receiver two, but he drops to three because you have Evans and Godwin who are two wide receiver ones. So having him back now, gradually working his way in, if he can hit the beginning of the regular season healthy, it's going to be huge for this Buccaneers offense and then coming out at around seven o'clock Monday night. Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times tweeted out, quote, Bucks first round pick, Elijah Cansey, underwent an MRI on his calf and it showed nothing serious. The Bucks may hold him out for a while to get him ready for the regular season, end quote.
1: Yeah, and you know, look, this time of year, I mean, uh, Tim Patrick just went down what's most likely yeah. going to be a season-ending injury for the Denver Broncos, and I know that a lot of Bucks fans are probably gonna say, I don't care about the Denver Broncos, but you know, these guys work their butts off and, and so uh, our i know our hearts go out to them when, when these types of things happen so to hear the Kalaja, i uh, was able to avoid anything serious which we kind of already had a feeling of but you know to have that confirmation is great to see shaq coming back is great to see russell gage you know hopefully coming back and, and maybe on the path to staying healthy is, is great and then of course ryan jensen you know even if look even if it's just you know on the side taking snaps or just doing what he can right now It's all great news. And and usually on the injury front, you don't get this much good news uh, in, in the early days of training camp. So knock on wood, that continues and it doesn't get met with bad news later on.
0: Yeah, it certainly beats the injury news that we were getting this time last year. Uh, you know, with, with Ryan Jensen and everything going on with the Buccaneers. So a big step in the right direction, much like uh, the step that the Buccaneers took in bringing back the creamsicle uniforms. And speaking of those, it's going to be creamsicles for a day in Tampa. That is coming up next here on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. <laughs> Things up here on a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. And on Monday, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers sent out a press release stating that the final open training camp practice, the morning of August 14th, will be Creamsicle Day. The uh, practice will be open to the general public, with the first 2,500 fans receiving a free Creamsicle themed flag. Attendees, We'll have the opportunity to interact with the team's beloved former mascot Bucko Bruce for the first time since 2012 and purchase new creamsicle merch before it's released online at 11 a.m. The new merchandise will complement the creamsicle jersey and honor the organization's distinctive color scheme. The city's celebration will conclude at Armature Works with a special creamsicle fireworks show at 8.30 p.m. Activities are going to start at 7:30 p.m. with appearances from Buccaneers cheer, Bucko Bruce, and the Buck Beat Line. In addition to themed food and drinks offered by Armature Works vendors, there will be tailgate-style games and photo opportunities with Buccaneers legends. So you need to go to Buccaneers.com/slash Creamsicle Day for more information on activities and to Ticketmaster.com for tickets to practice again. This is open to the public and I I'm I may be wrong here David correct me if I am. I'm pretty sure admission is free but you still have to have a ticket to get in. I know in the past they've like sold tickets but then donated the money to uh charity but yeah either way if it's you know a couple of bucks to make sure that you get in and enjoy yourself and then you're donating to charity at the same time it's it's a great move anyway
1: yeah either way it works um yeah i mean if i was in tampa i'd be all over it i'd be i'd be going
0: um well i mean if if this was last year we would be there for this
1: yeah that's true i mean look um you know my the first buccaneers game i ever saw they were still wearing the cream school although i think they were in white uh in in denver playing the broncos and, and that's the game where like i said steve Atwater. Just just grabbed Mike Allstott by the face. I think it was Mike Allstott. Grabbed him by the face, match, just threw him to the ground. Um, I had this conversation with Scott actually a while back, and like, it just kind of shows my amateur, like my, my youth memory. Like, I was like, "Yeah, I'm pretty sure worked was on." He's like, "I don't think done was on the team." And what's funny is that Scott Smith was working for the team, so he was <laughs> there in Denver. I'm there in the stands, like I'm a teenager, uh, and a young teenager that I'm like 13, 14, and he's a grown adult working for this NFL team. And you know, little do we know, like all these years later, we're going to be. You know, eating chicken wings and buffalo, and grabbing beers and the combine, It's scouting combine, mm. and doing. We gotta, have, we gotta have Scott on the show again soon. I miss, I miss Scott. I need to, I need to, uh, to have Scott back on the show. Hopefully, I don't, I don't mess up and ask him how his son is doing on, at college the day before he has to leave to go back to college. that's what yeah. I did last year at training camp. Is I asked Scott how his son was doing at college, and he said, "Oh, he's great. He's leaving tomorrow to go back." Thanks for reminding me of that. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I'll just leave now." Uh, but no, Scott's great, dude. Um, yeah, the creamsicles. Look, I'm in the I'm in the school of thought. Like, no, the creamsicles should not come back 24. Like, they should not be the permanent uniform. But they are the best throwbacks in the entire National Football League, and that includes the Oilers uniforms. Which, James, you know, I am very, wow. very fond of the Houston Oilers uniforms. Um, yeah, so that's I that's actually saying something for me to say that. That's actually saying something. Believe it or not. Um, so yeah, I mean, if 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 I was in Tampa and if I I was a Bucs fan, you know, in the, in the traditional sense, um, I'd be all over this man. I'd be I'd be saving up paychecks if I could.
0: Yeah, uh, I I will say that I think it's hilarious that the Titans are wearing the throwbacks against the Texans. Like that's amazing to me. Uh, that's good Very, I, very I, well I, played. Applaud. I applaud that pettiness. And and I know David, you and I have made a point of not wearing Buccaneers gear on this show but if we're going to talk about the creamsicle day I felt it was an appropriate time to bust out the creamsicle hat you, you know it's uh my son is still waiting for me to get him a creamsicle jersey and I just don't think it's going to happen
1: uh, I actually I- have I actually have a creamsicle jersey. I can't well, remember where I got it from. Somebody gave it to me, and what was supposed to happen is uh, it was some sort of media deal where, like, I was supposed to do something, and then Warren was going to sign it, and we were going to do like this giveaway, something, something. And they sent me the jersey. I was like, cool. By the way, it's not signed. And they're like, oh, we'll take care of that. And then literally just nothing ever happened.
0: Yeah. Well, so I have
1: this like creamsicle Warren Sap jersey that, I mean, Honestly, I don't even know where it is in my house, but it's probably still in the plastic.
0: Maybe I'll just give it away to a locked on Bucks listener. I don't know. Or a locked on Bucks co host. Uh, I, <laughs> I do have an autographed creamsicle Gerald McCoy jersey that I got for yeah. Christmas one year. But I, I have to say, shame on Nike. Like, shame on them for changing the limited jerseys. They're no longer stitched, they're now like heat pressed. So oh, they're no, still essentially like screen on numbers, and it, it's it. Uh, I'm very upset about this. So I don't think Nike. I'm only buying like four more pairs of your sneakers this month because of that. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to get Beckett one because every screen printed jersey he's ever gotten has been destroyed. So it's just it's yeah. not worth that kind of investment. But something that is worth the investment is for those of you that have the opportunity to go to this Creamsicle Day, and if you do, I'm putting out a PSA. If you go to this Creamsicle Day. Send us your photos. Send us your videos. Oh, I, I will start putting together slideshows of, of showing highlights of Locked On Bucks listeners at Creamsicle Day, whether it's at practice, whether it's at Armature Works. If it's you with uh, one of the Buccaneers legends getting your photos taken, we'll put them up on the YouTube. We'll show them You know, at, the, at the end of an episode, let people see them, maybe sprinkle them throughout, but send them in. Yeah, you know, we want to see you guys having a blast. We want to see you guys having a good time, rocking creamsicle gear on Creamsicle it's Day. Tough. It's gonna, it's really gonna be a lot of fun. I'm super jealous of all yeah. of you that get to it. And 10. while, and while James is putting together the
1: slides, I will like, I'll be like, oh man, that's a really cool picture that guy sent.
0: Yeah, I, I'll put together the slides while while drinking um, an orange cream drink. No free you advertising. Put that away. Everybody can tell what that is. Uh, but I covered the the name brand. If you want me to talk about your brand on the show, you got to become a sponsor. But uh, send us your photos, send us your videos, send us all your reactions from Creamsicle Day for those of you lucky enough to attend. And you can do so by tweeting them to us, DMing us at LockedOnBucks or email them to LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com. If you have any thoughts, reactions, ideas, anything at all, you can, of course, email us at that address or. Drop it in the YouTube comments. We will be sure to see it there. We want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day, making us part of your day, part of your routine. And if you have anything else that you would like to discuss, of course, you can find David and myself on Twitter at Locked On Bucks at JRCO underscore bucks and at d Harrison82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. We thank you so much for joining us right here on Locked On Bucks